This is Dana Steele. I lost my mother, Fran Nicholson, to Alzheimer's. I remember being absolutely blindsided by the diagnosis. I thought I knew what it was, but I had no idea where to start, where to go, what to do, what questions to ask, or what was coming. So I posted on Facebook. My mom was diagnosed with early stages of Alzheimer's today. Facebook became my community and my support and my therapy group. If I didn't know what to do, you did. When mom died, I decided I would tell our story, the good, the bad, even the funny, to try to help families and let caregivers know you are not alone. Speak up, reach out, ask for help, and remember there is no right way or wrong way to do this. I've now told my story for years. In a book titled Surviving Alzheimer's with Friends, Facebook, and a Really Big Glass of Wine. In a play, The Woman in the Mirror, which will be running the month of March in Palm Springs, California at the Revolution Stage Company. And now in a podcast. And now I want to hear your story. I want others to hear your story. I want to tell your story. This is Hashtag Surviving Alzheimer's. Chris Allen is a longtime radio personality in the Houston, Galveston, Texas area where I was. He also runs a very successful restaurant chain in the area, Christian's Tailgate, with absolutely the best onion rings, burgers, and tacos. And he and his brother are currently losing their beloved mother to Alzheimer's. Sitting in the studios at Houston Radio Platinum. Oh, I love being in a studio. I love putting on headphones and having a professional run the board. And, you know, it's just, it's part of my, it's part of my life. It's what I've done since I was 17 years old. And um, joining me in the studio, as I used to say, is Chris Allen, a voice you hear on uh, Houston Radio Platinum. I'm on the north side of Houston here in the studio. And the reason I'm with Chris is not to talk about radio and show you our radio voices. I want Chris to tell me his story. Where does your Alzheimer's story start? Dana, well, thank you for, um, for doing what you're doing. And I, I'm, a, I'm a fan and I believe in, in everything that you're doing and bringing awareness to Alzheimer's. I didn't realize there, there are warning signs. If you look back, you can kind of go, okay, well, she, she wasn't telling me that she was well, having issues. Before you even go, at the, go yeah. there, tell us who she is. My mom. My mom. My mom is 83 years old very independent lady and she she started having memory issues and we uh, look my mom got me to watching big brother years ago and that's why i talked to my mom on the phone every day i don't miss calling my mom every day every day of the week we call and talk on the phone and that's unusual well sons don't do that i talk to I my know. mom Every single day I would drop off the kids and then the next thing I would do is call mom and just see what was going on in her life. But it's not normally the son right. who does that. So well, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to give you a, an A plus well, for that you. one. You're, well, you, you're a good boy. You you know, I I, uh, I do my 10,000 plus steps a day walking. So there's a, yeah, well, an opportunity. Me. I, okay. I tried well, to keep up with you. Well, and, I uh, so I have an opportunity when I go out in the uh, afternoon to give my mom a call or 
if I'm driving between restaurants, I will give my mom a call. And uh, so <clears throat> let me mom, jump in there real yeah. quick, too, and say, by the way, Chris Allen also owns uh, Christian's Tailgate, several locations in the Houston area. Absolutely. Hands down. The best hamburgers voted the best hamburgers in Houston several times. Thank you. And what we now refer to as Dana's, Dana's <laughs> onion rings. Dana's onion rings. Yeah, well, Dana's ass is getting bigger, so Dana <laughs> needs to stop eating so many of Dana's <laughs> onion rings. All right. Anyway, you call your mom every day. So, so. We, I, I called, and, and one of the things we she looked forward to every uh, late spring, early summer. I I saw the first ad for Big Brother, and I. You know, so we made plans, and uh, the next day after Big Brother, I would call, and we would talk all about the show. Well, a few years ago, oh, I missed it. Oh, I didn't see it last night. Tell me what happened. And she, we would be talking, and she would be pausing for a long time, and I go, "What, Mom? Are you there?" And she goes, "Yeah, I'm. I'm right. I'm. I'm taking notes. I'm writing this down so I can remember to watch the show." I saw her. Remember TV guides? <laughs> she watched. She she took the Galveston Daily News, so she took their little TV guide, and I mean, it had notes all in it of what I need to watch and to remember to. Watch. And I go, Mom, you have direct TV. Just you can set the shows to automatically turn. I don't know how to do that. Can you walk it through me? And trust me, you don't ever want to try and walk through anything electronic or modern. <laughs> With somebody Ours in was 80s. email. I set up oh email gosh. for my mom. And I always said, you know, long before we knew it was Alzheimer's, I was like, oh, my God, this is the gift that keeps on giving every day. <laughs> why Why is your cousin Francis sending me all of these 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 things about politics? Oh, my gosh. Why, why is your cousin Charlotte? And I'm like, Mom, just, just delete them. Well, tell them to stop sending. I mean, she would just get, ah! And I was like, <laughs> or, the, or she'd say, you know, the grandkids came over this weekend and they, they messed up everything. They took my email off. No, Mom, it's right here. It's this. It's, it's those words that you look back now and go, oh, my gosh. I kept saying, I told you. Mom, remember, remember I told you. Just yeah. click on this icon. Uh, yeah, eventually we just uh, uh, yeah, I, I had to take myself, email away. Yeah, a lot of times saying, well, I, well, I showed you this when I was over there. And I, so, <gasps> yes, yeah. I showed you this. Uh, my mom wanted to, you know, she always kept up with technology and she wanted a laptop and she wanted to be on the internet. And, and she was so proud the first time she Googled something and she was telling her lady friends, I Googled today. And so I bought my mom this laptop and when I would come over, I would go, you using it? You're doing, I use it every day. I could have bought my mom a deck of cards because she was using it to play. Solitaire. And it, you know, it, when you're trying to learn something, if you can't remember for more than 15 or 20 or 30 minutes, but the big key with me and my, my uh, younger brother and my mom, by the way, is she's living with my little brother. He has the room and the space and he loves her, you know, as much as I do. So she stays out there with him. But what was it? Was it 2021 when we had the big freeze here in Houston? The, it was 21. I don't know. Anything that happened during COVID is like my John Lennon <sighs> lost weekend. Exactly. I, uh, uh, my uh, my brother went over to her house. Mom was living alone in a, in a, uh, a nice little two-story space. My brother went over and, and said, you know, the weather's going to change. It's going to get really cold, so I'm going to make sure everything, your heater's fired up. And, and oh, by the way, Mom, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn your faucets so that the pipes don't burst. And, don't tell people you do that, but go ahead. Yeah. 
But but it, that's what works. It's what works. It does work. Yeah, and, and I'm sorry it brings the water pressure down and everything. And so don't leave me messages. Well, <laughs> so he did that. And uh, I call mom. Everything all right? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Somebody may have come into my house last night because all the water was turned on and I turned them off. Oh, no, but you were there when, when my brother's name is Mickey. He showed you what he was doing. And an hour later, she hears water running and thinks somebody got in the house and, and turned, turned her. And what happened? Did the pipes 19 freeze? 19 burst pipes. <gasps> well, it didn't immediately, you know, while it's frozen. It's then it starts when to it thaw starts out. When it starts thawing out. And I came over. My brother goes, you got to get over here. I came over. And every time my mom would walk into her bathroom or her kitchen, it was like, oh, what what happened? You know, the ceiling had collapsed. She was seeing it for the first time over and over again. And me and my brother, we go, uh, he goes, I'm moving her into my house. He goes, this is. And uh, how did you do that? Did you tell her we need to do repairs or. That's, that's you, it. And uh, okay. she eventually, she goes, well, I'm going home. Well, mom. <laughs> You don't have any water or power, and your walls are all torn out. <clears throat> so there's no home to go to. This is home right now. And uh, she eventually accepted that. She, you know, she didn't like it at first, but now, you know, she doesn't like feeling like a guest. Oh, oh she's very independent, and she, she doesn't want anyone taking care of her. And that's, uh, I mean, I, when we go to lunch, where are we going? We're going to get lunch. I, well, it starts out, well, I'm really hungry. Well, let's go get lunch. All right. Get in, the, get in the car and load up, and we're all going to a restaurant. Where are we going? We're going to get lunch. Where are we going? We're going to get lunch. And then when the food comes, my mom will, I, I want a separate check for me. I don't. Nobody pays my, and she's just angry about that, about she doesn't want anybody paying for her food. I can, I can pay for my own food. No, Mom, that's all right. And then finally, I, she, we were at uh, a restaurant, and she pulled her little purse out, and she goes, "I'm paying for this." And I go, "Okay, it's five hundred dollars." Because I don't have so that much. <laughs> I go, "So, mom, let me buy lunch. I'm going to buy lunch." And like I said, she, there were the little signs, the the note taking, the not remembering that uh, you know that her favorite show of all time had come on the night before, or I think I watched it, but I can't remember what happened. And we used to, my mom loves to talk politics. We're politically on the same side. So we talk and and uh, reaffirm each other's beliefs. I'll tell you a funny story. It's Go not ahead. It's not in the play. It's not in the book. But um, while we could still sort of kind of talk about politics mm -hmm. before mom just, you know, politics meant nothing to her anymore, I convinced her she was a Democrat. Oh, okay. she was not. Yeah, but I I would remind her. No, no. Remember, you're a Democrat. She's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. That's how she answered everything, <laughs> and I don't feel bad about it. Okay, just like radio, we're going to take a break because I need to sell some books Good. so that I can uh, justify this little podcast of mine, and uh, we'll be right back. Now, mom was changing so fast. She was confused almost all the time. And she was reverting to almost childlike curiosity. Where are we going? The bank. Where? The bank. Where are we going? The bank. Where? The bank. Where are we going? The bank. Where? The bank. 
That's one of my favorite scenes to do in the play, The Woman in the Mirror, which, by the way, is coming to the Revolution Stage Company Theater in Palm Springs in March of 2024. Stay tuned for more details and ticket information, uh, and also more from Chris Allen and his mom up next. Hashtag Surviving Alzheimer's is brought to you by The Woman in the Mirror, an onstage manual disguised as a dark comedy for navigating Alzheimer's with love, laughter, and a little bit of wine. You can help bring the play to the Revolution Stage Company in Palm Springs, California in March with a tax-deductible donation to our grant fund. There's a link in this episode's description and on our website at survivingalzheimerspodcast.com. It is my love letter to caregivers. Remember, when it comes to Alzheimer's, if you don't laugh, you'll cry. Now, back to more of Surviving Alzheimer's. Did you know your own birthday is one of the last things you forget? It's that important to most of us. It's the one day we're so special every year of our life. And when your own mom forgets it, well, that in itself is memorable. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions that are personal. Okay. You you realized something up was up with your mom. Okay, first personal question. If and when did you get her to the doctor and get a diagnosis? That was in uh, 2021 is, uh, you know, my brother, we got together and said, we've got to take her to, to see what's up. going on. Yeah. yeah. And then they, they did. They said that she's got, you know, early onset and that it Do you would, remember what sort of questions were you at the doctor's apartment? I was apartment? not at the uh, okay. doctor's apartment. Right. I talked to my brother afterwards and he said that, you know, the... She didn't know what year it was. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and then with the questions, he said she became more and more agitated that she didn't have her notes all around and she couldn't answer some questions. Mom's post it notes <clears throat> right. were everywhere. Yeah. And my mom had, you know, she had her chair, her TV, her little table with a lamp on it. And, and on that was a little notepad and her, and her TV guide that, she wrote in all the time. And so she didn't have all of that. And, uh, uh, you know, and it, uh, it frustrated her to not be able to answer. I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Why are you asking me these questions? I don't know. And, uh, that was, you know, her pat answer for, for a lot of times. And, uh, you know, when I would, you know, like I said, we, we talked politics, we talked big brother, we talked, you know, just normal conversations. And then slowly, when I talk to my mom now, me and my brother talked about this the other day. I go, I talk to mom seven days a week and seven days a week. Yeah, it's uh, really sunny today. And it's it, we talk about the weather. We talk about the moment, the, the now, the right, this second. What's, yeah, there's a small breeze and it feels great. And, and uh, it's really sunny. Oh, it looks like it's going to rain today. And we talk about the weather. And it's the same conversation basically every day. But these are things that she remembers. Yeah. Weather yeah. Is, is a long-term memory. Mm-hmm. I I, I will talk about things from a long time ago because she goes, oh, I remember that. Or I, yeah. And we will talk about that. But then it always seems to work its way back to, is it raining where you are? And, you know, to the, to the weather. Mom, mom lives down in the, um, she lived in the Clear Lake area. And uh, she has a, 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 a friend, a lady friend named Sophie. And up until the time, the freeze and all of that, 
mom and Sophie, and for a, a few months after she moved in with my brother, she would she was she was out driving, going and doing everything. And she had a lady friend named Sophie, who has now been placed into uh, an assisted living center for issues that she's having, not mental, but physically not being able to get around. She broke her hip. That's a and bitch getting old. It is, man. Uh, but I would call mom. You know, it could be one thirty in the afternoon. What are you doing? Oh, me and Sophie are we're, we're having lunch. Oh, great. Where are you? I don't know. We're just having lunch. And uh, I go, well, mom, is there a menu in front of you? Yeah. Oh, T-Bone Tom's, the classic cafe, you know, just clear like places. And uh, <laughs> so I knew something was going on then because she could be somewhere and not know where she was or what she was eating. And <laughs> I would say, well, just look on, look on the table. She uh, and that was very repetitive. Her and Sophie every day went. She would pick Sophie up. They would go eat lunch. It was either T-Bone Tom's, the classic cafe, Seabrook Cafe, uh, Luby's. They always went to Luby's somewhere off near League City or something. And then they ended up at Goodwill. It was the routine. Yeah. It was routine. We're at, we're at the Goodwill. And they, and my gosh, when, when mom's house, when we, uh, you know, she was our mom. We didn't go digging around in her closets. and her back. She was buying so much junk. At Goodwill and bring it home. And and that's a whole nother podcast that's coming up. We're going to talk about with a, an organizational expert about throwing all these things away, either when it's something like this that you have to do with a loved one or just your own crap that's in your house. Yeah. I like to remind people you're not throwing away your love or your memories. You're just throwing away crap. And nobody you don't need it. six spatulas. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. really don't. They all do the same thing. One spatula is perfectly fine. It is. You don't. Uh, but anyway, and that's a whole else, other episode. And nobody else wants your junk. Yeah, I don't want your 300 <laughs> books. Yeah. I don't want your six sets of china. I don't want it. Throw it away. Speaking, give it away. Give it to a domestic violence survivor. Uh, They're moving out. You know, somebody or some kid who's just starting out in an apartment my, my son in his first apartment in um, uh, when he was in Austin going to UT, his friends would come over and he'd go, oh, oh, don't put that plate in the microwave. It's got gold on it. It was like Wedgwood <laughs> because we just, we just gave him all oh, this stuff gosh. and said, here, take that with you. Okay, we're going to fast forward. Yeah. We're going to fast forward. And uh, thank you for telling your story. Yeah. I think when people tell their story, it makes other caregivers and other families realize you are not alone. I have never felt so alone in my life. And I had Charlie and I had the boys and I had that, you know, community of previous fans from, yeah. from radio, my steel workers. I had the community I created on Facebook for two and a half years posting about these things. But even with all of that, I felt like I was the only one going through this. And the more people like you and me and the others I've interviewed tell our story, people realize you are not alone. There is there is no right way or wrong way to do this, but you must tell your story. Not only is it cathartic for you, but it lets other people know we are all in this together. All right, let's fast forward. Your mom forgot your birthday. Yeah, this was the, uh, every, every year my mom, you know, since I've been a, uh, an adult and out of the house, my mom would sometimes to, to the point to where it would aggravate me, but I would get the wake up call early in the morning on my birthday 
happy birthday. And this was the first year she didn't, uh, she didn't call me and, and wish me a happy birthday. And so I waited and I called her later in the day and we talked about the weather and I kept waiting for her to eventually say happy birthday. Well, she didn't. And I didn't have the heart and to say, well, you forgot my birthday because that would just crush her. And why make her feel that bad for those few minutes that she would remember? Yeah. And uh, well, then, uh, you know, I made a post on Facebook about that. And uh, then my brother, who was in uh, Yellowstone Park and with uh, sketchy cell service and Wi-Fi, he read my post and he called me and he goes, oh, he goes, Mom called me on your birthday and told me happy birthday. And he goes, I told her, it's it's Alan. That's, it's his birthday. Today's his birthday. And, you know, live in their world. Say yeah. thank you. Um, when you made that post, uh, I don't even, you know, we've been on the road for so long. I have no idea where we were, but Wonder Husband and I were watching. T- Wonder Husband was watching TV. I get bored out of my, you know, friggin' mind watching TV. So he watches TV and I play Sudoku or, you know, go through Facebook or, you know, the trolls on Twitter, whatever. <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden I busted out crying in the middle of watching Star Trek or something. I started sobbing. Well, you made me cry when you called me. <laughs> and Charlie turned, you know, paused whatever we were watching. He was like, oh, my God, what happened? And I went, Chris's mom, his birthday. And I mean, every oh gosh, feeling, cry now. the very first, and it's okay to cry. I know. It's okay to cry. It's okay to throw shit. It's okay to say, fuck, it's okay. And that's just it. We all have to let this out. Right. But the minute I read your post, I started sobbing because it brought back Every feeling I had on the birthday when I woke up and realized my mother was not going to make me a lemon jello cake in a bunt pan for the first time in my life. That was my first birthday cake at one, and she has made it every year since. And I posted something similar to what you eventually posted, and I think it was about two or three days later, I went into Beyond Beauté, where I go to get my facials. And so I was going in for something, manicure, pedicure, whatever. And one of the massage techs, who I did not know, came out and said, you don't know me, but I follow you on Facebook and I follow your, now see, I'm going to cry. And I follow your story. And she said, and I had posted the recipe when I did this post. Right. This is what my mom has made. Ever this is what this was the recipe card that I still have. And she said, I read your post, and I made you these cupcakes using that recipe. So there I am, standing in Beyond <laughs> oh. Beauté, again crying my oh, eyes out. Man. I wish and I could th- hug you right now. I know. <laughs> and then sometime during, it was sometime during COVID. Uh, Chuck Rice, great friend of mine. He, uh, he, I met him when he was doing social media for my congressional campaign. He's a big marketing guy in LA now and a weird wrestling fan, but you know, that's another story about (laughs) Chuck. He contacted somebody and mostly chocolate. It's a company here in Houston, by the way, if you get a chance, go online, order their chocolates. They are so damn good. They're like, they're like designer artsy chocolate things. Way too good. But they delivered the actual cake made in a bunt pan 
they saw the pictures I had posted from over the years and made me the exact cake. And during COVID, during my birthday, 2021, whenever, again, my last weekend, they left it at my at my door front. Uh-huh. So to open the door and find this cake sitting there, it it's- is one of the biggest. It was more upsetting to me than when mom forgot my name. It's it's look, no matter how old you are, and I'm not a young guy, your birthday you still feel like a 13-year-old or a 10-year-old or a 9-year-old when your mom calls you. And can you imagine being a 9 or a 10-year-old kid and your mom doesn't say happy birthday yeah, to you that entire day? It's very hard. I want to cry if I keep thinking about this because it, it is sad. And look, another thing that uh, a, a tip off and a cue that I didn't notice until I asked my brother, you know, recently, I go, did you notice the last few years Mom gave me this exact same Christmas gift every darn year, the same book or a different variation of it. But it's what she remembered <laughs> it's about you. Something, so something that I was said that about in... word origins. So I got, I got like three copies of the same book about word origins. But you were still in there somewhere. Yeah. You're still in there. So you just take it and you don't say, I already have this. You say, no, oh, I don't. They, yeah. You yeah. say, Thank you. Just when you think you have your emotions in check, the smallest thing can set you off, or a chain of small things. Today is the third day of Danamus, a family joke that started years ago and stays around. The 12 days of my birthday, because I always found a way to celebrate for as long as possible. Charlie bought a coffee mug and card for her to give me. It had a saying on it she used to say all the time, and until recently, had been repeating over and over. I opened the gift and lost it. Oh, I love you. A bushel and a peck and a hug around the neck. Do you worry about getting Alzheimer's? More on that with Chris Allen in just a minute. This podcast is brought to you in part by the book Surviving Alzheimer's with friends, Facebook, and a really big glass of wine. When mom was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, I posted it on Facebook. What started as a way to let friends and family know mom had Alzheimer's turned into a support system for me and from that turned into a support system and a community. The first half of the book is the Facebook post, and that's to give people a sense of, you're not alone. There's no right, there's no wrong, it's okay to laugh at inappropriate things, it's okay to cry, it's okay to say bad words, drink wine, and throw things. The other half of the book is uh, very important resources for caregivers. The one thing I want you to take away is you never know. Love your family, love Everyone, take every adventure, do everything, but also make sure you have everything ready to go and you're organized in the background so that when all is said and done, you have lived today. I wish I had known, and if I wish I had known, I think there's other people that wish they, that wish they could know what's coming next. Surviving Alzheimer's with friends, Facebook, and a really big glass of wine is available at Amazon in paperback and Kindle versions. And now, back to the podcast, Surviving Alzheimer's with Dana Steele. Do you worry about your own mind? That's something that, you know, when um, your one of your uh, recent uh, uh, podcasts where the uh, Dr. Justice had had said, you know, there's there's a difference between normal aging and normal memory, your forgetfulness and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, like, why did I come into this room or where are my keys or, or whatever? It, I was driving myself thinking, oh, my God, it's happening to me. 
I can't remember why I uh, or where my keys are. I can't remember why, you know, sometimes I might start a sentence and go, what was okay. I talking about? Yeah, what was I talking about? And then I forgot a word the other day. Yeah. Of course, now I don't remember where I was or what word it was or what it worried me for the rest of the day. It, Until it, all of a sudden, I, whatever word it was, I like blurted it out in the middle of again watching Charlie watch TV. And he goes, what? I went, Nothing. <laughs> I, I'm like, it, I'm like, there, it, I had the word. It scares me. And But listening to that podcast where he said, it, that's normal. You That's a normal part of. Aging. Aging. Yeah. And, uh, and um, some of the examples that he gave, if you can remember, because I'm having a uh, memory issue. Well, he said, now. you know, it's your keys. It's um, it's your wallet. That's, a name. That's just normal. You know, a name. What was the name of that guy in that movie? But forgetting what day it is or what year it is or where you are that or why those are. concerning. Right. Uh, Blue Tree Run. I remember that from because that was the sample. Th- and when I saw your, you know, the preview of your of the play and that was in there and I how long ago was that? Almost a year. And I can. So I always think back. But I, why do I remember Blue Tree Run? That was part of- that's funny. You mentioned that Chris is talking about the MOCA, the uh, Montreal uh, Cognitive assessment test. I think yeah. I got all the words in there. There's a link to it on our website, survivingalzheimerspodcast.com. If you look in resources, uh, don't, I mean, don't give it to yourself. Don't try to give it to a no. loved one. This is something a professional does, but it is a simple, simple test where they ask you, what year is it? For mom, it was draw the numbers on a clock and she drew them all on the right side, mm. you know, on an analog clock. Um, and, and and that's one of the things they do at the beginning of the test. They'll give you, which, by the way, I didn't remember it was five words. It was five words, not oh. three. Hell, I can barely remember three words. <laughs> right. You know, whatever. I have a friend who's um, he's in his late 70s uh, in Palm Springs. And he goes, I, I decline to take that test every time because when they ask me what the words are, I just look at them and go, blue tree run, because I've seen Dana's play. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I have totally skewed the Montreal Cognitive Assessment <laughs> Test single-handedly with the play, The Woman in the Mirror. Doctor gave her three words and then asked some simple questions. The first question was, who's the president? Mom said, that man. Then the doctor said, draw the numbers one through 12 on an analog clock. Mom drew the numbers one through 12, all on the right side. Doctor said, what's the year? She got that right. Then the doctor said, repeat those three words, the ones I just gave you. Mom laughed nervously and looked at me for the answer and then looked at the doctor and said, what three words? You're right. You know, I'm going to put a link to that uh, podcast yeah. with Teal Willie, which, by the way, is my brother-in-law. He's a leading Alzheimer's uh, clinical it researcher. You, it will it, it 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 takes away some of that, uh, those n- nagging, you know, uh, insecurities and the doubts that you have about yourself. I felt I, w- I listened to it while I'm doing my walk and I, I was walking feeling good going, okay, well, maybe I'm not, it's, you know, it, when I couldn't remember where my keys were the other day, maybe that was, uh, you know, that's just because I'm an old fart and I forgot where I laid my keys. And another thing we'll do another podcast on, but, you know, get out and do some steps, 4,000 steps a day. You do not have to be like an over freaking achiever like Chris Allen, who well, does 10,000 <laughs> steps a day for over a year. I tried, I got, no. I'm 415 <laughs> days right now in a row. Oh, but, shut up. <laughs> shut up. But, you know, 4,000 steps a day, eat right. I love my glass of wine or two in the evening. 
you know, I'm just not quite ready to give that up, but I eat right. I have an incredible sleep routine. I try to, you know, get uninterrupted sleep. I try to meditate. I try not to stress. These are all things that you can be doing. My mother, who was this happy-go-lucky woman, uh, again, this will be another podcast, did not sleep well, and Mm -hmm. she majorly stressed and probably had some sort of depression her entire life that went untreated, and she didn't take care of her teeth. Taking care of your teeth, flossing and brushing your teeth, they are saying, is, is one of those important things you can do. So another podcast. Let's wrap this up with, first of all, letting me compliment you. I have interviewed a few men to tell their story, and I will interview more men because it's usually a woman, usually a woman caregiver. It's usually a woman. Women are much more likely to be diagnosed with Alzheimer's. We do not know why yet. It's one of the many things being studied. But thank you for bearing your soul, telling your story, almost making you cry on my podcast. <laughs> I got you to tear up. You did. Um, men don't talk about this. They don't. Men don't talk about their feelings. Men don't cry. So thank you for telling your story because somebody is listening right now that I will never know their story. I may never cross paths with them. They may never tell their story to anybody else but at least they know they're not alone. So I have two things I want you to end with. One, you are very fortunate to have a brother that you're both in this together. You are both on board. You're both on the same page. What would you like to say in a way of thanks to your brother? Because he's the frontline caregiver. I, I love my brother to death and uh, he's retired. So he has the ability to take care of mom every day. He he, he's known that, I, that me and mom have talked on the phone every day for years. And I think he's felt a little bit of guilt about that, that he, he didn't call mom all the time like that. And so now he's with her every day and he, he's a saint. He, he takes her out to dinner, takes her to lunch. And, uh, and, um, you know, he's frustrated sometimes because she doesn't want to fix herself up and she doesn't want to go get her hair done. And, and he, uh, you know, they have those battles and he will call me and he will say, I'm calling to vent right now. <laughs> and he will, he will just tell me, this is what she did today. This is, what I go, well, his name is Mickey. I mentioned that earlier. Well, Mickey, I talked to her. She sounded fine. Well, I, he will call me sometimes and say, will you call mom and tell her this, this, and I'm the older brother. And he goes, she listens to you. <laughs> You're the, she goes, he, he goes, she will do what you tell her to do. So he goes, will you please call her and tell her? And it's good that you two have that. And, yeah. the, and the other thing I wanted to ask you is what words of advice do you have for someone listening to this, particularly a macho man, and some parting words for somebody either going through this who or who thinks I may be getting ready to go through this with you, a loved one? Yeah, you... Uh, you know, ask for help, ask for a professional to guide you in this. I know as a, as a dude, as a guy, you feel like you can solve all the problems yourself and it's, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to have somebody assist you to come in and and say, Hey, this is, you know, this is what's going on. And, and I think another thing is guys don't like bad news and don't want you know, and when we feel inadequate, if we can't fix the problem, well, this is a problem that 
you know, you have to you have to manage this problem. I don't think you can cure it, and hopefully there there will be a cure soon. I we, we exchange articles of new research and new studies all the time. Constantly. I read every one of them. I'm buying. I'm buying strawberries today. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not sure, but they can't be bad for well, you. Well, if it's not going to hurt, did you send me that? Or yes, did somebody, I did. Okay, <laughs> I'm buying. I, I will. I will show you my. And my, you sent me aromatherapy, so you know the every aromatherapy morning, thing is. I, yeah, I do my my eucalyptus strawberries. There this is go, my grocery <laughs> list in my pocket. And, and you sent me the aromatherapy, which I don't know if it's you know. If it's true or not, but I do my I do my eucalyptus in the morning That's when it. I'm when I'm getting ready to to stretch, and I do my lavender at night yeah. when I'm going to sleep. Can we go get onion rings now? Yes, let's do. Let's, let's go. I'm hungry. Thank you. I love. Thank you. you. I love you too. Thank you so much. And you know it better than I. Can you say your uh, catchphrase, your mom's catchphrase? I love you a bushel and a peck and a hug around the neck. <laughs> I love you too. God, this was so great. Thank you so much, Dana Steele. Thank you. The podcast with Dr. Justice that Chris talked about is one of our earlier episodes, and there's a link in this episode's description. And uh, if you'd like to listen to Chris or me on Houston Radio Platinum, there's a link to that as well. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And next week, I'm going to be sharing some interviews I have done in the past on long-term care insurance and end-of-life living issues and information. Thanks for listening to Hashtag Surviving Alzheimer's. The podcast is produced by Blue Squirrel Productions and JFA Entertainment. Dana Steele, me, executive producer. It's brought to you by the book Surviving Alzheimer's with friends, Facebook, and a really big glass of wine available in paperback and Kindle on Amazon. You'll be able to see the play, The Woman in the Mirror, in Palm Springs, California at the Revolution Stage Company in March of 2024. The original music in the podcast, I remember, was written and is performed by Jeannie Cunningham. If you have questions, something you'd like to share, or you'd like to tell me your story, you'll find the corresponding links in this episode's description. And do me a favor, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. And as mom always said, I love you a bushel and a peck, and a hug around the neck.